Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Dream Big Nation podcast. I am Lisa Williams, your host, and I am so excited about our guest today, Mr. Alex Stern. Alec actually is was referred to me by a mutual friend and prayer warrior of mine, Mr. Daniel Gomez. Alec, by the way, Daniel actually made sure to tell me not to tell you how awesome you are, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> but okay, okay. So to my listeners, I do want to share a little bit about this man. He is, he's the co-founder of over eight companies. He's had five exit strategies. He is probably most well-known for a firm called Constant Contact, where he was actually one of the original three inventors, I understand, in an attic, Alec, is that right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. He was there for 18 years and was instrumental in the selling of that company for 1.1 billion. And my favorite part about him is that he's actually really focused now on helping others build their businesses and pouring into others. He describes himself as a serial entrepreneur that likes cereal. And I love that. (laughs) Alec, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So I want to ask you about something you shared with me when we first met. So you told me that you at one point were obviously in starting stages yourself. You were not the amazing business builder you are today. And you would be in this arena of people watching a guest speaker and you would see there, I guess, is it a handler maybe come and kind of corral them off and on the stage. And you you told yourself that you, if you ever were blessed to be in that role, that you would be different. And I, I just love that. Can you share with our audience sure. about that? Yeah, I mean, for many, many years, I would go on stages speaking for all different conferences, you know, through mostly through Constant Contact initially, some before that, but mostly through Constant Contact. And so I'd meet these amazing speakers and oftentimes would want to just go up and ask a question or thank them or give them a card. And, you know, I thought there was an opportunity for us to maybe work together. And, and you know, the handlers, everyone sort of blocked them and they would sort of get on stage, speak, get off and leave. And so, so I just said it, you know, when I get asked to, to keynote an event, you know, I will be the first one to arrive and the last one to leave and I'll make myself present and be there. And so I started doing that, you know, back, back in the day with constant contact, but as I started getting out and telling the founding story and sort of these early days lessons learned and some of the talks that I've popular talks that have, I've been given around the world, I live into that. I make sure I'm the first one there and the last to leave and, and be present and available. One, cause I want to hear the other speakers. I do enjoy hearing other talks. I learn something every time I do listen to others and, and two, to be present and available for those that are attending. And you don't really see that much. And I just said, I'm going to set, set I'm going to, I'm going to sort of raise the bar and see, see who, who, who follows. And I've had many since kind of take on this. So we'll go to conferences and sit, sit in the first two rows and be present the whole time. Yeah. And what, what has that actually brought to your life in terms of maybe 
collaboration, you know, other business ventures? Yeah. So for, so, uh, for me, it was more of a give back and kind of a pay it forward. So I was really there for folks to be able to, you know, come up to me, you know, and just say, Hey, you know, everything from, you know, I use constant contact. I love it. You know, thank you. Or, or, you know, I'm, I'm starting a business and you know, what you just said on stage really resonated with me. I'd love it if I could just, you know, run my idea by you or Mm -hmm. I have a challenge in my business. Can I talk to you about it? And so, so sort of a pay it forward and make myself available. I, I wasn't, things like that I, I personally just don't do to get something out of it. What, what I, you know, for me to benefit from, but what I do get out of it is the joy of knowing I'm helping find the breakthrough opportunity or moments with somebody in their business. And usually, usually when a quick conversation, we can find one. And I love that. But the yeah. light goes off and they get all wide eyed and they're excited that, that we found, found that breakthrough opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You talk, I've heard you talk a lot about your pillars of business and really focusing on a niche and nailing it. And I I've seen this, I've experienced it myself, this kind of tumbleweed effect of, of entrepreneurship and wanting to be everything for everyone. You know, can you share with us a little bit about that and maybe how tactically to niche down also? Yeah. Yeah, so what you're referring to is I'm gonna call it sort of a pill- pillars for achieving startup or small business success, and they're kind of early days lessons learned and things that I put into practice that you know really I'm working through several startups, not just Constant Contact. To you know, kind of what are the things you can do early on that you uh, when you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of resources, and there's more things you don't have than you do, and so so how do you get going? And so one of the first things is really identifying what's that one core thing. You know, if you had a bullseye of a dartboard, what's that one thing in the bullseye that that you you would focus on to your target market? And if you figure out what that one thing is, and you could start to get out and iterate on that, get feedback on that, you potentially get customers and case studies and and success stories, potentially revenue. You know, that flywheel of the business gets going. And you know, when we we know who our target market is, we often get wide eyed and want to do everything to solve you know solve everything for them and. I call that the bicycle wheel syndrome. If, if, if every spoke on the wheel was another idea, I've been guilty of it as well. Like those are all the things we're going to do to help our target market. And you got to find the one spoke. What's that bullseye on the dartboard? And then once you know what that is, think of a lane of a highway. You're on a lane. Stay in your lane. You've got to make that work. Now, you might, you might find from doing market research and getting feedback that you might shift a little side to side, maybe shift lanes, something adjacent to what you were doing. But if you stay the course on that one thing and you have success with it, you'll get the things you need to then go on and do more. But we all are guilty of trying to do too much too early. And when you divide and dilute uh, your efforts down to many things, you're going to be a jack, jack of, what is it? Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Master of none. Yeah, you've got to figure out what the one thing is that you can master. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you actually work with people to help them niche down? Is that part of your consulting that you do now? Yeah. So, so, you know, once you identify what the one thing is, there's work ahead to figure out, you know, are you onto something and is it, is it really in the sweet spot of, you know, is it a brand new idea of something never been done before? Or is it, you know, the majority of the businesses that it's something that's out there, but just needs to be executed better or, or product modified and enhanced with new features or whatever. And so, so it's really qualifying what that thing is, product or service, 
and then getting out and getting that feedback. So I'll work, you know, certainly work with folks to, we'll consult to just, you know, consult and to just figure out what's, what's the one core thing. And, and oftentimes they're like, but it's really three. I just want to do these three. And I'm like, great, pick one, which one, you know? And so really getting them to, you know, think about which one's got to bring the success to the business early on so that they can go on and do more later. And you've, you talk a lot about really for a period, at least then putting those blinders on and, and getting that feedback, but also then pivoting quickly. How do you, you know, tell us about what you tactically are doing and would guide others on doing with regard to that, so yeah, so so I would say that I mean I, I I personally don't use the word pivot just because that seems like it's something that's completely different to what we're doing. Right. So I would say oftentimes it's adjusting to something, or maybe it's a, something that's adjacent to what you're doing today, and it could be as simple as you know you know this is all around testing and getting out and getting feedback. So so oftentimes you know I'll talk to startups and this and I'll say who's your target market and they're like small businesses or Main Street very small businesses. And they're like, I used to be one too. I know what they need. And I would challenge them on that because every day and with market conditions and all these things that cut, that arise, you need to go get current feedback from your target market and not rely on what you know or knew if you were, if were one at, at, at some point in time. And so, so you got to get out early and often and get that feedback and get out, of, as I like to say, stealth mode, which I put in quotes. Uh, you want to get out of stealth mode and get out there and get that feedback and then iterate and, and make the changes and the things that you need around that offering. I can't, I or anyone else can't tell someone what, what's the, what's best or what to do. And it's just another opinion, but, but to go get feedback from your target market, you know, that's where you need to be living. And so, so identifying which thing to focus on going out and getting that feedback, taking that feedback, feedback's a gift, you know, and decide what makes sense to, to add into the mix with what you were doing. And it might be really early and there's not a lot there yet. You're just going to get feedback on the idea itself. You know, you'll start to iterate on that and come back around and get more feedback. And, you know, one of the big mistakes that we usually make is we'll go to friends and family. We'll go to people we know, people we did business with before. And I'm telling you, no, you, you know, you don't want to hear yet. Yeah, oh, oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. You don't want to hear that. Yeah, That's you not going to help you. It's not going to help you. You want to hear it, but it's not going to help. You want to go to, to, to total strangers and get brutal, honest feedback because they'll give it to you. And then, and then when they get wide eyed with you bringing something to them that they could potentially have success with, then you know, you're onto something. I, you, I heard you say once in an interview, is it look big, act big, become big. And I love that. I think so many people, we kind of have this imposter syndrome, if you will, where we just, we, we never get started because we just look at the people that have already made it. And so talk, talk to us about that. Yeah. So, so one of my mantras is look big, act big, become big. If you're really early in the cycle, it's think big, then look big, act big, become big. And so what that means is that a lot of things are around perception. So first and foremost, I'll ask a show of hands in a room. So we'll do this virtually, you know, put your hand up. How many of you have an email address that ends in Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo? And if you're older, AOL, AT, <laughs> whatever. And 40% of the room will raise their hands. And so how seriously, would, how seriously would I take someone in business if they can't pay $5 a month to get their domain and an email address? You know, alec at alecspeaks.com or whatever it may be. Like, 
you know, it, it's, it's my, it's those little things, right? So, so think about that. So perception, you want to look bigger, you want to look bigger uh, than you are out of the gate. And so they're going to look at things like that. They're going to look at, you know, potentially if you're at a trade show, maybe you have a branded shirt with your logo on it or something. Uh, if you're going to have a phone call with somebody we're you know, we're now in tuned with short, short sentences, short little emails, you know, quick conversations, whatever it may be. And so, so think about how do you put your best foot forward? So I'll always suggest to, to create five slides, you know, brand it with your colors and your logo. And, and the five slides are who we are, you know, what we do, what makes us unique, what our customers are saying. And if you only have a few, that's fine. And then how would we best work together? Or what's an idea around how we'll work together? So mm -hmm. you have five slides that then, so you get on a call with somebody and usually these days it's a video call and you say, hey, hey Lisa, you know, thanks for the time. You know, I put a few slides together. I wonder if you would mind if, to kick off the call if I share those few slides just to set the stage for the conversation. And of course you say yes, you know, and so, yeah. so now, now you own the call and I would put the brand forward and share that with you. And when we're done with the call, I save it as a PDF and I email it to you so you can refer back to it. You might share it with other team members. And then the next call is with the team. And then you get on the phone with the team and say, by the way, you know, put, put a few slides together to frame the conversation. Just to level set, some of you may have seen it, maybe not. Would you mind if I just, you know, kick off the call with it? And again, you own the call. They say yes. And you deliver those five slides. And it looks like it's not your first time calling that strategic partner or that you know, that, that important customer or investor or whatever it may be. And so, so you want to lead with, with, again, looking big, you know, and, and oftentimes, you know, when, you know, we had three in an attic, we had people saying to us, wow, you guys are big. How, you must have a lot of people. I'm like, we have, we have a great group. I never said we only have three. <laughs> or if they asked on the sales side, I'm like, we have three on sales, me, myself, and I. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so it's just really important. You know, so you're looking big, and then and then if you act big, right, and you and you you do these things to make you look better, you know, then they'll think then they're going to perceive that you're bigger than you are, and and take you more seriously. And the case of like you go get a couple of references. Like I I originally went door to door and found four small businesses that I didn't know before, and got them to become you know early customers. And then when someone say, "Do you have any references?" I'll get. I'm like, I'll give you three. And then they're like, do you have any more? I'm like, I'll give you one more. No one asks for a fifth. And don't try Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you, you, you work with what you have. And the last thing I would say is that I'll, I'll ask at a conference, how many people have, show of hands, how many have that one important strategic customer, partner, investor, mentor, someone that you wanted to call to have a conversation with, but you're hesitant to call. And, and a lot of the hands go up, if not all. We all, we all have that person we want to call, but many are just hesitant to do so. So the last thing you want to do is pick up that phone and make the call. And, 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 and they'll feel that hesitance through the phone. They won't feel your energy. You know, the, you know, when you think about mindset versus, right, like, you know, visualizing that this be a successful call. Well, you've got to have the energy and you've got to feel that. And yeah. oftentimes we're, we're hesitant, so we don't. So, so what do you do? You can, you know, call a loved one or, you know, hug a loved one. You could hold a baby. You could pet a dog. In my case, I sing to my favorite song, and which is "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. And many conferences. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> many conferences tee it up and you know make me uh, make me sing it on stage, but I don't sing it alone. I get the whole audience going with me because mm -hmm. um, I need backup. Believe me. 
And so I sing that. I just got the chills because, you know, when I, when I uh, think of the song, it gets me fired up and excited. And then I make that call that I was hesitant to make. And then I have a great call. And I'll ask everyone, show hands, you know, or tell them, yell out, what, what do you do after you have the great call? And everyone, yell, everyone yells out, celebrate. I'm like, no, make another call. Yeah. Accomplishments are something to build on, not rest on. Don't yeah. put your feet up and celebrate after one good call. Make another one. And then a third and a fourth. And at the end of the day, celebrate. Yeah. I love one thing I've noticed about you in my research is you seem to just continue to have new iterations of yourself. And I'm always curious what what people like you were like as a as a kid. And I I did I did read that you actually were plagued with a disease at one point that you actually were were in a wheelchair for a period of time for a couple of years when you were little. And I'm, I'm just so curious. I would love to see like what little Alec was like, you know, maybe after you could walk again or, you know, maybe what that time did to shape your enthusiasm for life, perhaps. Yeah. So I'm from two and a half to five and a half. I was in and out of Children's Hospital, which I could see over the hill, you know, from where I am uh, in Boston here. And I was living in Connecticut and we would drive up and I'd have stays in the hospital for, for quite a bit of time. And in and out. And it was a hip disease, uh, like hip disease, which had a lack of blood flow to the legs because the hip development was slower. And so the, the way they treated it back then is I had crutches, I had braces, crutches and a wheelchair. I mean, I couldn't actually get up and walk. I had to, if I was on the floor, I'd push myself across the floor, you know? And so, so it was really, it was a traumatic experience as a kid when I, when I was outside running around playing and doing all the things I couldn't do. Eventually, I kind of grew into what was needed to, to stop, you know, throw all the hardware away and be able to be a kid again, you know, and at least re- first time remembering being a kid because I was pretty young prior. And so, you know, I, I didn't let it, I, I mean, I guess that one of the things I learned, I didn't let it shape me. And I was a fun, loving, happy kid. And I knew I had, I had something, and, you know, they said that, well, that one day it will go away. You know, I'm fortunate that it did. You know, I know certainly a lot of scenarios where it doesn't go away, you know, and so I, you know, I, I sympathize with, with the, the situations that everyone's sort of afflicted with here, but, but, but for me, I just, I just made the most of it. And of course I was challenging, you know, because I'd want to try to sneak and get up and like try to walk and get yelled at and, you know, and I just couldn't understand it for, for a long time and eventually kind of accepted it and then didn't let it define me. Yeah. 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 I, I, I see a lot of people face a challenge in their life. Maybe they lose someone or, you know, if they're still in corporate and maybe haven't shifted to building a business, they, they you know, I didn't get that promotion or what have you. And it, it just defines them. So for so long, what, what would you say to people like that? What advice would you give to people that are maybe just, they haven't, they haven't really jumped in to the next phase of life. Well, so, so I, anyone where that's happened and I've, you know, certainly coached many a friend and, and folks in business that, that, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that come our way and, and how we deal with those obstacles will shape who we are and, 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 and certainly will define how we get through life in our future. And so I see, especially in the business, in the business world and startups, the minute some of these obstacles hit, people get kind of at a stuck point. They're, they're, they're blinded. They're, they want to quit. They want to just throw in the towel, you know, just throw, throw it in, I'm out. And so, 
So, so I, I speak often around how to handle obstacles. And so, you know, if, if, if anyone's like me, I, you know, the way I used to do it is I'd walk into the office in the morning and I'd write the obstacle on the top of a piece of paper and I'd put a little box next to it, you know, that hopefully at the end of the day I would check, which I never did because I get busy with all kinds of stuff and I avoided it. Next day, <laughs> I'd write it on the top of the piece of paper the next day and the next day and it would just sit there and so, sort of weigh on me. And, and so, you know, the, that's the weighing on, on you is what, what causes the biggest issues because You've got, to, you've got to know, first and foremost, you're not the first person to face the obstacle. You didn't get that promotion at that time. You've got to really sort of understand, is it, is it me? Is it the environment? Is it my boss? Is it the, you know, what, 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 what is it? And sometimes it's not, has nothing to do with you. You were the, may have been the best person for it, but for some one reason or another, something else sort of came into the mix. But starting, in starting that business, the obstacle that you're facing, you know, you've got to, you've got to seek counsel, Right. Go to people who had the obstacle before because you're not first. How did they knock it down? How did they break it up into smaller pieces and chip away at it? Or how did they fail at trying to solve it? Like learn from those others' experiences with this, right? You're not alone and go seek that counsel. And then once you learn how to knock down that obstacle, the, the, it, it, it forms a muscle memory, if you will, for how to do so. Because guess, guess what? The one behind it's bigger. Right. And then you're going to knock that one down and the one behind that, guess what? It's bigger. And yeah. so you have to be able to do that because the only way you're going to have these breakthrough moments and opportunities and get rid of a plateau or start to see the decline or start to start to defeat, get defeated and, and weighed down. Like you've got to get these obstacles, like celebrate the, the moment that thing's gone and move on because get ready for the next one. And, yeah. and for me, I do everything with me in life revolves around humor so it could be the, you know, the world is caving in and I'm going to find a way to laugh at it, you know, because that's how I deal with stuff and, and, you know, good, bad or indifferent. That's how I roll. And so, so I would find humor in trying to solve it and like, and, and, and get others laughing with me and then, then get clearer heads to figure out how we prevail over this thing. And you have to have to really figure that out in life in general, you know, this, this current market conditions and all the personal strife that everyone's experiencing is, is, is all obstacles that we have to deal with. And it's, these are challenging us to see, are we, are we capable? And if you can knock these things down, again, mindset, if you can not, if you can knock these things down, you know, the path, the path to the next plateau and even higher is sitting there waiting for you. Uh, and don't let this, whatever that thing is that, that weigh you down and keep you there, break free of it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for those listening to this at a later time, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis right now. And it seems like we, we keep thinking we're starting to get out and then it just, you know, we're shut down again. But, you know, we, we know some of the greatest companies in the world were invented in the Great Depression, for example. And I'm curious to know what you see coming what what are you excited about? Maybe industries that you're looking at yourself, innovation that's happening. Yeah, so so I mean, I I haven't skipped a beat as far as uh, innovation goes. You know, I've been working on several things. You know, I have an innovation think tank that I've started with two others. That we have eight engineers, and we're creating medical devices, B two B products, B two C, B to B to business to consumer, business to business, and medical device. And so, so we're off, you know, looking at new things. And so honestly, I haven't skipped a beat. You know, it's, it's, we're, we're charging forward. I had a little more free time to devote to some of those projects, 
you know, now than I did before, which is great. So I haven't, I didn't live in a point of fear and, and, you know, I got how we were sheltering at home and guess what? We did it yesterday. We were doing it today. We're going to do it tomorrow. Like, okay, I got it. Let me, yeah. let me, let me maximize the time. And so I've spent a lot of time with my you know, uh, on stuff for myself, but also many, many businesses on how to, how to look at what they were doing. The first question I asked any business that I talked to in this time, time period, and, and it's something I will ask anyway, again, it doesn't matter what's going on with market conditions, but I'll ask, are you on a path for where you want to be in three to five years? The business that you're doing today and how you're doing it and what you're doing day to day, are you on a path to get to where you want? What's your goal? What's your vision for that three to five years? Are you on that path? And over half say no. So yeah. we're caught up in the hamster wheel of the day to day and just doing tactical things and checking, getting by and going home and coming back tomorrow and doing the same thing. And, and so I would challenge folks to say, let's think, what is it? Could it be, are you on a lane of a highway and adjacent to it is your bigger opportunity? Or maybe a little bit on either lane, on either side. Like, what is it that you should be focusing on? And this is that time, you know, where the old adage, you know, time to work on your business, not in your business. We have the time to not be caught up in the hamster wheel of the day to day. Focus on the strategy of the business. Where is this business going? Where do I see this? I want to see this business going. What can I do today that, that's going to get me closer to that goal or vision that I have for three to five years from now? And so, so I'd say that's the first thing. And the second thing is everyone talks of like, we got to think outside the box. And that box that we knew before is gone. And what it is going forward, is it a square box? Is it a rectangle? Is it a cylinder? Is it a whatever? Who knows what it is? And are we going to be in it? Are we going to be thinking outside of it? Like, we don't know what that is yet. Uh, so this is where this brave new world of opportunity sits. And so, so, so you know, the greatest wealth creation coming off of the back end of these types of uh, crises in, that have happened in the past is solely around thinking, thinking about ways to do stuff better. There, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity, regardless of the market conditions of, taking existing products and services and, and doing it, delivering them better, executing better, or creating new things that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. And both of those camps are available and ready for the taking. And there are billion-dollar markets that have been around for 75 years or more that have not been disrupted in a long time. Right. So, so I've been spending time with my, you know, with my team, and we're finding those markets and creating new products in medical device and some of the other areas I mentioned to disrupt those. And it's no time like the present. Go time. I love it. I love it. What what advice would you give our our youth of today? I see a lot of graduates that are coming out in the market. They don't they don't see themselves in that corporate job that their parents were in. And like you said, there's this brave new who knows what new normal world. What advice would you give them? Yeah. So so. I'll ask again another question for a room full of folks, you know, virtual here again. How many of you think you're an innovator and on average five to 10% of the hands go up? But I'll ask them on any given day, week, or month, have you experienced a product or service that you said, wow, that could have been done better? Imagine if that mm. product had this feature. How many mm. of you experienced that 100% of the hands go up? And the only difference is that those that have these ideas, if you noodle on it, you share it with others, they say, hey, I love that idea. I want to work on it with you or you know, let's run that, but who's the target market? Let's go run it by them and see what they think. Like you, you immediately become an innovator. Well, we all have the, the ability and, and the wherewithal to become innovators. We just have to take action. So if you're sitting there uh, coming right out of school, you know, there's a lot of things that you don't have in the way. 
you don't have, you know, you, you probably have debt from school, but you don't, you don't have a mortgage, probably a car payment, you don't have a family, you don't have mouths to feed, you don't have all this other stuff that most people experience, you know, as they get, as they move on in life. So now's the time. If you're, if you're kind of right coming right out of school, think of as, do you have an idea? Or is there something that you've seen that could be done better? And, and or talk to, uh, seek, seek others. Uh, do they have an idea that you like and you want to help them with it? The opportunities are abound. And I, was, yeah. I just was on a call prior to this call where it was 40 entrepreneurs that had, with new ideas. And, and, you know, as I was listening to them, like, they all were great. And there are just so many people are coming up with new things and, and better ways to do things. And, and, yes, there'll be some markets that will explode more than others as a result of what we learned in the struggles of this market condition with supply chain and, and some other things. Yeah, there'll be some industries that will, will – certainly uh, spring up real estate and some other things where, you know, probably the uh, pr- pricing has maybe come down, but, but now interest rates are low. And so there, there's some opportunities to, to get into different, different markets. And I'm not tracking what those markets are and, and could, could advise on which ones to jump into. I just know there's, there's plenty of room and I've been doing this, you know, eight times now coming up with a new idea or being on the founding team of something with a new idea and so it, it's, uh, and I've got four now, so there's no shortage of opportunity. And it's just, you just got to get out there and, and, and do some exploration and, and, and then share your ideas. And have big goals, right? And visualize yeah. those. One of, one of the things I'm intrigued about, I am a relatively new business builder myself, only a couple of years. And tell me, what's the secret to the secret knock? I'm very intrigued by that. Oh, the conference is secret knock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my dear friend, Greg Reed is the host and he's got a couple of right hand folks and uh, Shannon Parsons being one in particular. There, there are others who don't want to leave anyone out, but, but just there, it's just, it's the, it's the conference that you uh, need, you, you can't get it. You can't get into like, you have to be invited. So those that are attending invite others. So they want the quality of the people and, you know, the energy of the people and it has, it, it's been a virtual conference, you know, as of late. Uh, but that'll pick back up in the fall with with a live, live conference, and you know, and it's so you know it's very well controlled with regard to attendees and amazing speakers of all types. So you know, get all the business folks. Yeah, I've been fortunate to to be on uh, the stages as of late. You know, every time they do one, but there's you know business folks with it had some uh, great experience, and you know, from 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 athletes to you know uh, musicians to you name it, and so. So it's really an incredible room full of people that spend the entire time together, you know, with, you know, for the most part. I mean, it, it's one that I, I personally, Greg, recognizes me and calls me out for being the first one there and last one to leave. And, and I love I'll, it. I'll be the one starting the jam after our jam in the hotel lobby bar with uh, two knives. With your, as, as you're as as bringing drummer. out your drummer expertise. <laughs> and, you know, we have a few friends that are guitarists, so we usually do a jam and. Oh, I love it. Hotel, uh, hotel bar going with, uh, you know, a hundred, hundred Facebook lives going at once. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, But yeah, it's a great, great conference. And, you know, they Inc., Forbes and Entrepreneur, uh, all rank top must attend conferences and Secret Knock, CEO Space, you know, City Summit were, you know, uh, three of the top must attend. So Secret Knock's right out there as one of the top must attend events. And it's a great one. Yeah. I love it. Well, Dream Big Nation, Lisa Williams, I'm putting it out there. I'm going to be there someday, just so you know. I can't wait to see you, Alec. 
Uh, hopefully I'll be there and be on stage. <laughs> Absolutely. I interviewed Dr. Reed and, and Shannon's lovely. They are just amazing people as well. Okay. I, I can't believe we are out of time already. In fact, I, I've taken you over. I could keep talking to you for a long time. I actually want to have a whole separate conversation about your drumming because my middle son is a drummer and he just, it's his passion. <laughs> but we are out of time and I so appreciate your time, Alec. The, the generous nature that I find in you and others like you is just blown my mind from someone that's come from corporate for many years and your willingness to help others and really be a servant leader is just amazing. So to my listeners, my beautiful listeners, I'm so blessed to be a part of your day. And I hope these stories are bringing you some inspiration in your life that will inspire you to make change and uh, become that person that you're meant to be on this amazing life journey. If you want to catch up on past conversations Go to dreambignationpodcast.com. There's also a lot of other resources available to you at perfectsidegigs.com. Alec, how about you? Where can our our listeners find you? And what would be a good call to action for them to reach out? Yeah, so so my website, alecspeaks.com. So A-L-E-C, speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S. So alecspeaks.com is the best place to go uh, where you can learn more about me. All my social channels are there, so anyone can connect with me on the various social channels, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. Uh, so that would be the best thing. And then if folks want, I have a workbook that talks a little bit more into my these pillars for achieving startups and small business success. Uh, if they go to 59925 and text the word PILLARS, which is P-I-L-L-A-R-S, all caps, the word PILLARS, to 59925. They'll get, uh, they just give me their name and uh, email and they can get a workbook and see a bit more there as well. Awesome. Well, you've been brilliant, Alec. Thank you so much. Friends, bless you in your life journey. And this is Lisa Williams with the Dream Big Nation podcast signing off. We'll see you soon. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.